You're about to listen to a Gaming Stooges podcast with your regularly scheduled Stooges. I'm Jack. The internet calls me Cloud. And I'm Landon. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion, and if you do, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Twitch, or joining our Discord. Let's get on with the show. Hi, folks. We're, we're going to talk about Hi. the DS at you for like an hour. Maybe a little more. Probably a lot. Probably a bit. The Nintendo DS is a very popular system. It is one of the best-selling systems of all time. One of the best-selling... The best-selling system in North America, actually. Came out back on November 24th. 1st, 2004. I can't believe I almost forgot that when Landon put it as the title of our of our audio call. I did it. I did you it did, for a reason. You did do that. Yep. And somehow I forgot. Probably because I did not actually open up my Google Doc that has what little notes I took for this. Okay, now you I dumb did. son of a bitch. But Anyway, yeah, as I was saying, the DS is an extremely popular system. I mean, it's sold 154 million units across its lifetime which is very very close to the playstation 2 and we also have uh, according to statista research department i found this interesting 57.9 million units have been sold in north america it, uh, that is lot, not as I, many as i thought it would be it's still a lot it is more than every other system ever in North America. Like, the PS2 only sold 53 really? million. Xbox is at, like, 47 million. I think Switch is at, like, 43 million right now. So I did not know that. The Nintendo DS is sold like hotcakes. America's system. America's system. The Nintendo time to, DS. Time to play a good old-fashioned round of Madden 08. I think, um... One of the things that really set the DS apart was its ability to appeal to a wider audience because you had stuff like the the touchscreen, which was super unique and novel at the time. And you had games that could cater to a casual market. like, And that, I'm not saying this as a disrespect. like There were really good quality games that could appeal to those audiences like Nintendogs, Brain Age. So just wider audience some casual, friendly features. And I mean, the most important thing that the Nintendo DS had, PictoChat. True. Mm-hmm. Where you can send drawings of your drawings of dicks to your friends. <laughs> Who are sitting I in almost, the same room I almost as you, said, most likely. I almost said drawings of your dicks. But, um, not, but preferably but, not your dick. Yeah. How many dicks do you have, Jack? Don't ask me. I've lost count. Okay. So I know I you have okay. yeah. <laughs> bad bit, bad bit, no. bad, bit bad bit. Let's How many? Ba- let's 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 move on. Uh, I this is we're we're gonna sound like a broken record for the people who have been listening to all of our podcasts. But in case you're new, let's go over hi. real quick our hi. First of all, thank you for tuning in. Let's go over what our first experiences were with the Nintendo DS. When'd you get it? Which model? What was your first game? I have a very straightforward and easy answer to this. Uh, it was Christmas Day, 2005. Uh, I got Sonic Rush and 
Nintendogs, Dachshund, and Friends. And it was the... It was the blue one. Electric blue? Is that what it was called? Uh, uh, I have no like idea. For the regular blue. DS? I don't know. Actually, it is electric blue. It's literally in the picture on Wikipedia. An electric blue Nintendo DS. I no longer own it, uh, tragically. Uh, because I'm a coward who traded mine in for a DS Lite. Um, which I do have, but that's a different story. That is indeed um, a different story. Yeah, that was my first exposure. I, um... I've, I've said this before, but my first experience was I was supposed to get it for my birthday because, like, my dad said, I will, you know, he's he's going to get it for me for his, for my birthday. And then, like, two months passed, and I never got a birthday gift from him. So, eventually, I got it the day before Pokemon Diamond and Pearl came out. And so my first yeah. game was Pokemon Ranger because I traded one of my Pokemon <laughs> games that I owned Uh for Pokemon Ranger, it was. I think I. I think I had. Um, I think I was gifted. Maybe it wasn't. I don't remember which game I traded, but it doesn't matter because whatever game I traded, I have another copy of now because I know it wasn't anything important. Uh, but yeah, that was my first game was Pokemon Ranger, which was kind of cool. Cause I feel so. I feel so bad for you. No, <laughs> don't because I. So sorry. No, because the thing is, is that the copy of Pokemon Ranger I got had the mana fee and I managed to get the mana fee in my Pokemon Pearl. I know that Are you, you just trying to I, fuck with me. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> Is it working? I quit. <laughs> oh no. You quit this podcast or quit gaming studios? Yes. Alright. Oh. See ya. Alright. He quits for real Bye, this Landon. time. Oh shit. The prophecy so, as foretold by the dirty So stakes. now what do we do? Uh, how about you tell us your first experience with the DS, Landon? Oh, sure, yeah. Might as well. I've got nothing better to do now that I'm not part of Gaming Stooges. <laughs> might, uh, as well, might as well join Gaming Stooges. You know? Yeah, why not? I hear they're, I hear they're hiring. Yeah. We yeah. do need a third member. Okay, well, have you tried the, Justin? Have you tried giving him a the, ring recently? Uh, this is what... It, this is what it was like when they had the 2010 recast of the the Sonic uh, <laughs> yeah. characters, and they were recasting Eggman, and then Mike Pollock showed up, and he was like, "Hey, hi guys!" And then they were just like, just "You know what? Back. You're you're just the best one." So yeah, there, there you go. We're keeping you. Uh, uh, sorry. Go so on. yeah. So my DS, uh, I got it pretty early in. Um, I don't remember the games I had with it. I remember one of the first titles I got for it was Lost Magic. Um, that is a game I've never played. Yeah. Um, but I think that one came out sometime in 2005, if I remember right. We looked this up for the last time we talked about when I got a DS. Um, and I know I also had um, Mario Kart pretty early in, too. Um, Good yeah, game. I had a red... Yeah, Mario Kart DS, the game. The video game. Good oh, game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had those, and I had an original model red DS. Um, I still own that. It's, it sits in a drawer with all my other handhelds that have been banished to the drawer of handhelds. <laughs> the drawer of handhelds. 
How many... So, this is probably going to be a... You know, more of an interesting answer for the peep for me more than any of us. But uh, how many different DS units have you owned? Landon. Landon. Oh, perfect. He's buzzing in. Well, let's just get me out of the way because it's I'm just the, the one. I just the one DS. <laughs> just the one DS, actually. Just the one. Actually, just the just the one. I mean, if it's still if it still works. There's no, yeah. there's no need to get another one, right? There truly, I mean, like in terms of DS models, and we'll get to this later, but like the fat DS, I feel like is the true DS experience. If you didn't play on that, uh, I'm so sorry for you, Jack. Yeah. How many different DS units have you gotten? And by different, I mean like it doesn't have to be like one per model. Like how many just DSs have you had? So. I had an electric blue fat DS, and that was my first one. When the DS Lite came out, and I was like, ooh, it's smaller, but the screens are the same size. Uh, that's a, that sounds better than this piece of shit I have now. You know, me being a dumbass 11-year-old. Uh, so I traded that in to get a DS Lite because it was, it was sleeker. It looked cooler, I thought, at the time. Um, and it, it, you know, it is a sleeker design overall, like objectively, but like, you know, it has its faults, like how the buttons fucking wear out. But that's a story for another time. Yeah. I was going to say, we'll, so, we'll, we'll go over that. We're get, we sorry. got a whole section where we're going to talk about the models. So I had, so I got, I traded in my electric blue DS for this black DS light. Hold on. We got to, we got to do this bit where... Where Landon uh, holds up his DS to the camera, and Jack holds up his DS to the camera, and now they're just at infinity. At there infinitum. Perfect. Um, and let's see, it was Christmas 2009 that I got a white DSi. Uh, and that was like the main DS or the main DS that I used until I got my 3DS. And at the time, you know, GameStop had that deal where you could get, I think it was 75 off if you traded in a DS Lite uh, towards a 3DS. Um, so that's what I did. Uh, so I no longer have that DSi, but I do still have this uh, aqua blue. I don't know what the official color name for this is, but uh, DSi, which uh, used to be my sister's, which she just kind of gave to me at a certain point when she she, she kind of just stopped playing video games at a certain point, so. Um, and this is still pretty much perfect. And this is the main system that I use to play DS games if I were to pick one up today. Okay. So, four total. Uh... Man, I've got you guys both beat combined, and it's not even close, and it's sad, and we'll get into why, but, alright, so I've had, I had, my first one was a regular white, I don't know what they called it, but white uh, DS Lite, and then my second DS was a Triforce DS Lite, I think that was for uh, Phantom Hourglass, uh, that it was for, it was like the it's like a goldish greenish like hue with a triforce on the top uh and then i had a uh cobalt blue and black ds light when they came out with like the 
ones that had like the there was like the top plate is a certain color but the rest is like a matte black there was like that one there was also like a red one but i didn't have that one uh so that's three so far i've got i ended up getting a um another white uh ds light oh no i had a black i had a regular black ds light i don't know what happened to that one i got another white ds light that one broke I'm on my sixth DS light right now, and it's already going, and it's another cobalt blue and matte black DS light, and like the screen. We're, we're, we're gonna get into it, but I've had six DS lights. Oh, oh, and, and I've also owned a DSi at one point. It was, I think, it, I can't remember what color it was. I it might be, it might be baby blue, or it might be, it might have been pink. I can't remember because. My friend, so I'll, I'll just tell the story. So uh, there was a day, and I think I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again anyway. But there was a day at work when someone had a uh, customer, somebody had left their DS uh, at the store. This is back when I worked at in fast food. And we held on to it. We held on to it. We were expecting them to come back and be like, hey, you know, I misplaced this DS. And then we were going to be like, here, here's your DS. We have it. But they never came back. So, like, after a little while of waiting, my store manager just goes, does anybody want this DS? And I was like, ooh, me. So, like, I, he just gave me the DSi. So I had a DSi. And then I traded it away for a PSP because at the time I didn't have a PSP. And I already had another DS that was working. So I was like, well, I don't need this. So, so I've had seven DS units that I've owned. Six of them are the DS Lite. And the and one of them's a DSi, which I traded away. I also do have experience with the basic fat model. Uh, I borrowed it from a friend before I had because there was a period of time I didn't have money. One of my DS lights had broken, and he was like, "Well, if you want, you can borrow mine." So I borrowed his, and then I gave it back to him. So yeah, so there's four models of the DS. There's the original fat model came out in 2004. And it had a couple different colors. Landon has the red one. There was also a blue and there was a silver one. Uh, I have the list of official names if you are curious. For the colors? Uh, yeah. So the standard gray is uh, titanium. Okay. There is uh, sky blue, candy pink, snow white, lava red, electric blue, pearl pink, and Toys R Us gold. All right. So Landon has a lava red one, and I used the electric blue for a bit. Uh, in 2006, I don't have it exactly up anywhere at the moment, but I just know it was in 2006. They released the DS Lite. That was originally available in... Do you have those up too, Jack? Or Oh god, they're so fucking men. I could read them all, yeah. but it would take a while. You, does it say what the launch ones were? Uh, I can give you the North American ones if that yeah, be simpler. Yeah, because wasn't it white, black, and pink? But I don't know like what they called them specifically. There was por uh, excuse me, polar white, polar coral white. pink, and onyx, which is the black. I thought you were gonna say poor, poor white, <laughs> just poor white, poor yeah. white. Uh, and then poor ass white. In early 2009, for North America, it had come out the previous year in Japan. We got the DSi. That was in a couple different colors as well. Uh, they don't really have fun names. Yeah. So, 
And then yeah. the DSi XL came out in early 2010. Again, in Japan, it came out the previous year, near the end of 2009. So those are the four main units. Uh, Landon obviously has mentioned he only has experience really with the fat model. He That's the only one he needed. No shame in that. Well, no. That's incorrect. Oh, you have? It's actually... the only one I've... I've owned. But you've used... I've played like, on the other ones. On all of them, or just, like, a couple of the others? What's my line of work? What do you think? Well, like, have you actually, like, played on them besides just testing a game out, or, like... Yes. I mean, like, maybe a couple minutes here and there, but I've definitely... I've used all four. I'm not... I was gonna say, I'm not sure if that counts. That's really just testing purposes. It's not, like, playing on them. You're just testing to make sure it works i've used all four models i i rest my case i he's he has experience he's used them sure whatever what about you jack uh i've never touched a dsi xl i'm not entirely sure that they exist honestly i had a friend that owned one and i I don't I never really used it like I held it in my hand for like two seconds I thought that the screen was a little too like pixelated and fuzzy and then I was like okay here you go I don't really I don't consider I, I didn't really have experience with it I just kind of looked at it for a few yeah. seconds and held it but I mean I've played DS games on my 3DS XL and I imagine it's like a pretty similar experience um I mean, I haven't touched a DSi XL in so long, but I think it's probably a little, probably a little, you know, no, it might be the same. I don't know. It's the only one that I don't have a whole lot of experience with at all. I've used and actually played on all three of the other ones. And unfortunately, <laughs> the DS Lite extensively. Here's a... Here's a fun fact uh, that I was not aware of, but I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, the in 2007, uh, there was they released a Seattle Mariners edition of the DS Lite, which was sold exclusively at Safeco Field during Mariners games. And Is that that because, was during that was when Nintendo owned the Mariners, right? Well, technically, they're still like partnered owners, but they're not just like they don't have full control over the team anymore. Just like partial ownership but either way i thought to myself oh that sounds kind of cool and then i googled it and it just i'm gonna post it in the spoilers it just looks like that and for our for our audio listeners it's literally just a white ds light but with the mariners logo pasted on the left side of the outer shell that's so ugly yeah that i don't like that it should have had the mariners colors to it, uh, it really yeah, yeah. I mean, like, this is very much a, they slapped 2,000 stickers on white DS lights and called it a day. Yep. If it was actually, like, blue and teal, that would be fucking sick. Oh, yeah. And like, I imagine, like, one. One, like, the top plate was one color and then the rest was, like, another color. Kind of like how they did the matte black and, like, top ones. Yep. That'd be cool. But, of course, we can't have nice things. Uh, do you have a preferred model of DS? No. <laughs> Lennon's like, there's only one model. There's only one model. So how can I have a favorite? There's only one of them. Okay. I think 
like from an objective level, the fat DS is like the best way to play. Well, maybe not I, just to play DS games, but like I was gonna say, yeah. the the thing is, is that the Can DSi like is by like just purely performance wise and like in terms of like just being a good piece of technology is by far the best DS model except that it doesn't have the GBA slot so yeah it sucks this okay I will say this is my preferred way the DSi is like if I'm going back to a DS game I'm going to use this 100% of the time mostly because uh my on the 3DS, the screens get blown up way too big, and it doesn't look as good. And also because my DS Lite's uh, D-pad is barely functional. So, which is, it, if anything, a an argument towards the DS Lite being the worst DS model because the buttons wear out so easily. Yeah, I was going to say, so like, at, despite my like whole experience with the DS mostly being DS Lite. I have to agree. I think part of the reason why that the DS sold so many units is kind of dubious because like a lot of those are Pe DS Lights. Yeah. And a lot of those and like a, a non a can, not like a not insignificant number of those were probably people buying a second one cuz their first one broke. Consider so like, it's this. like the Xbox 360. Consider the following. People are fucking stupid. Like, we are like normal people that treat our electronics with respect, but there are a lot of people that just kind of handle it like it's something they could buy at the drop of a hat again. And they did, in some cases, probably. But also, they threw it around without a care, and also maybe pushed the buttons a little bit too hard and the buttons wore out faster than they even without even even factoring that like that aside like i've had experiences where like i've used my ds lite as my as like a daily driver ds and i would just literally just take it with me and put it in my pocket and over time it would just break it would just wear out the buttons yeah. would stop well, working the screens would stop working properly it's just it's not that, a great build quality. And that's kind of the point that I'm making too, is yeah. that like, even if you treat it like with respect and care, it's still going to wear out and break over time because and, like, and like Al said in the chat, the light felt more fragile. It really does. It, it really, really just feels like it's made of cheaper plastic than the original DS. So I, th yeah, I and, think, and the DSI for that matter. I think the point you're trying to make is definitely something I totally agree with. If you want a DS in order to play both DS and Game Boy Advance games, you probably just want to get the fat one because that one's going to last you. <laughs> like, that one's just going to yeah. actually work. Yes, the DS Lite has better screen quality because it has the better brightness, but that's literally the only thing it has going for it over the fat yeah. DS. That is it. Like, the DS, the regular fat DS has a better like I would argue it has a better stylus. It has the GBA slot is obviously more f it's flush. So 
that makes it better it, than that it, The cartridge actually fits in all the way. Exactly, yeah. Instead it's, it's, of, instead like of said, on the it's, DS Lite yeah. where it's like sticking out halfway. Yeah, that's what I I, mean, I said. It, it sits flush with the system rather than yeah, it yeah. jutting out like that. And just the overall build quality is just better. Like the speakers aren't really substantially different between the two. And like the buttons are arguably better on the D- The DS had buttons that were similar to the SP, the GBA SP. Which, I mean, I don't know about you, but I like the buttons on the GESP, so, like... Good buttons. So, the DS having those same kind of buttons, it's just, that's good for me, I think. Same then, uh, controller charger, too. Or then, controller, just yeah. charger. Uh, yeah, the... That is, that is another point. It's weird. The DS Lite is the only DS model that has its own charger. Like, But it's D- the same one as the GBASP. No, 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 the DS no. Lite. Oh, the DS Lite. Yeah, sorry, yes. my bad. The my DS bad. Lite has its own separate charger that works for only the G- the DS Lite. The that regular DSi, the DSi and up have all use the same charger. Yep. Yeah, because they have the same charger as the 3DS, right? Yep. yep. That's why I said DSi and up. Yep. So. All future handhelds. Except for obviously now the Switch. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But every model of 3DS, DSi, DSi XL uses the same charger. Which is pretty cool, honestly. It's good to have just, you could just pull out one of those chargers and it works on like 10 different systems. So yep. yeah. And then the other thing that Jack was mentioning, if you're trying to play just DS games, there's a good debate to be had that the DSi is the best version of the handheld to play them. Because you have the screen quality of the DS Lite, but it is slightly bigger. And, I mean, the build quality overall is just... I, From my experience, it was a lot better than the DS Lite. Like, I think they fixed quite a bit of the build quality problems that the DS Lite had. And the DSi just handles better. The buttons are also nicer, I, I found. I don't know, I, I just I like the clickiness of the buttons on the DSi. But those are all the four models. There's, I mean, we didn't really talk about the XL because, like, I don't know. D- 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 does anybody here have anything to say about the DSi XL? Great question, Landon. It, it exists. It's unwieldy. It's, it's, it, it's just, it, I might as well be trying to play on a laptop. It's, it's weird. It's like, and the funny, it's like, the 3DS XL, I, I think part of the reason is that the DSi XL, it's very flat in like its curves and build. It's it's like very flat. But the 3DS, both the regular 3DS XL and then the new 3DS XL, they have some subtle curves to them, which make them a little bit better to hold. So, yeah, the DSi XL is just kind of kind of weird kind of funky holy shit i just looked at the this this is gonna only gonna be for the twitch viewers but do you guys want to see a picture of me when i was 14 dude you have a you have a picture on your dsi x from from this well my when my sister owned this she yeah there's me wow 14 wow (laughs) wow i if i had a way to post that in the chat i would i could take a picture of it with my phone i guess I was going to say, what, can't you... 
Oh wait, it does have an. My computer doesn't have an SD card slot. So. Oh, and you don't have an SD card reader. Uh, no. Rip. Gotta get an SD Send card. Send to me, Jack. I have an SD card slot. <laughs> just ship him the SD card. Or I could do the much easier thing and just take it with my phone. Just ship me your phone and I'll upload it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are the different models. Like I said, we don't have a whole lot to say about the DSi XL. Let's talk about the games. You guys want to talk about some DS games? Uh, yeah. Do you guys Let's have talk a... about can you guys... Nintendogs. Yay. I, I have nothing Yay. to say about Nintendogs, to be honest. I never played it. I never owned a copy, never played Nintendogs in my life. Well, I played a shitload of Nintendogs back in the day. I have not I, touched it in years, though. I, I know what uh, Cloud's... Christmas presidents. Just gonna what, send me a copy of Nintendogs. And I, I know what season two of the Gaming Studios podcast is going to 100% be about. It's just always gonna be Nintendogs. Every iteration of Nintendogs. Oh my god. Just entire hour long episodes of just talking about Nintendogs. Yep. We gotta go with Dalmatian. We gotta go with Golden Retriever. Each one's going to be its own podcast. Jeez. We're just going to become a Nintendogs podcast. That's what the patrons want. Just ask... Ask Al. <laughs> Bronze Tier Stooge Al. He wants this. That's, that's the content he pays for. Do you guys know your top five DS games off the top of your head? I know five DS games off the top of my head. <laughs> there, there's like hundreds of games. How you only know five? How you only know five? How I only know five? Because I am five. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Fair enough. How, how did you join this podcast? <laughs> I joined this podcast over a decade ago when we started the YouTube channel. How are you five? <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. He, he called up his... Good buddy, Ichigo Bradley. Oh, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> Listen, we can talk more about that in our next episode, where we can about talk about Ichigo Bradley. Because oh we can talk about Zack and Wiki. Oh, true. Our next, our next podcast episode is the Wii. We, it's kind of not, not a surprise, not a secret. They, the two systems released pretty close together in the year on two separate years. So we're like, we'll just do. Two episodes back to back. Hell so yeah. anyway, Jack, five DS games ever. Just um, your like, top five. Um. All right. The SpongeBob SquarePants movie game. One. Drawn to Life, the sequel Two. that I don't remember the name of. Um. What was that? Scribble Knots. Three. Uh. Let's see. Sega Superstars Tennis. You're just thinking of five More. random DS games that are, like, not close to your favorites at all. And Hannah Montana, the movie. Yeah, good answer, Good answer, cheese. <laughs> Good answer, cheese. All right. But I raise uh, you the most important okay. DS game of all time. Corey in the house. Oh shit! I forgot <laughs> about Corey cheese. in the house. That was a DS game. 
Cheese was his favorite DS game. <laughs> cheese was his favorite DS game. Is Corey in the house? Oh God bless him. Uh. All right. Uh, top five. Um, just some of your favorites if you can't think of five specifically. Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations. Good answer. Good answer. Mario Kart DS. Answer. <laughs> Fuck you, Landon. Um, let's see. Probably Professor Layton in the Unwound Future. Ooh, good answer. Um, uh, did you play that one? I have not yet. Is that oh. the third one of yeah. the original trilogy? Okay, yeah, I have not played that one yet. That's my favorite one. Um, probably Pokemon Platinum. Uh, Answer. And not not Pokemon Black or White. Pokemon Black oh White yeah. Too. For some reason, I was mostly just thinking Gen Four. All right, I changed I that say, answer. I was gonna oh. say Gen Five and Gen Four were both DS. I, I I know. I I. It's just that when I think of the DS, I mostly like. Gen Four is the generation that I more associate with the DS than Gen Five, just because Fair. Gen Five was like on the end of the DS's life cycle. Right. Um. By the time it came but, out, the 3DS was already out. So. But by the time Black Two came out, which is actually my favorite on the DS, uh, the 3DS had been out for what a year and a half already. Yeah. Uh, and number five. Uh, shit, I had... Oh, Animal Crossing Wild World. Okay. Oh, I was really hoping for Nintendo's Golden Retriever <laughs> Edition. So, um... I think my sister had that one, actually. I never played it, though. The only one I ever played with Dachshund was Dachshund and Friends, which I do still have a copy of. Well, now I know what you're getting for Christmas. Oh, boy! I probably Everyone's... still have it if I dug it up. Everyone's getting complete collections of Nintendogs. Hell yeah. Um, Alright, so I think if I had to give a top five, um, without like repeating franchise, or, or repeating series at least, I would definitely say uh, The World Ends With You, Pokemon HeartGold SoulSilver, uh, Elite Beat Agents, then, uh, where is it? You know what? Yeah, Big Bang Mini is like the most underrated DS game I feel. Like not enough people talk about Big Bang Mini. That one's that one's really good. And then uh did I say 5 already or did I only say 4? That was 4. I think that was 4. Uh Sonic Rush Adventure. That's the last one. I I am still Sonic Rush Adventure's strongest soldier. There is no one that <laughs> and... likes Sonic Rush Adventure more than me. And Landon That's... is Sonic Rush Adventure's strongest hater, which is kind of funny. Dude, I love Sonic Rush Adventure. That game fucks. That game fucks a garbage can. <laughs> You're a garbage can. As as we've been able to uh, say, you know, that's... That's that's us two so far. Landon, what do you have for your favorite five? Do you have oh, five? I, I thought you were going to just like cut away to no, some other topic. No, because I that. remembered that you didn't actually give an actual answer because Jack was too busy giving fake answers. Oh, damn it. Jack, you're supposed to give another fake five. What were you um, thinking? 
all right, brain age, train your brain in minutes a day. Uh, <laughs> come on, Landon. All right, fine. Uh, Chrono Trigger. Good answer, Steve. I didn't want to consider Chrono Trigger. Like, it definitely is, like, in top five, but I didn't want... You put Pokemon Heart Gold Soul Silver. Well, well, yeah, because the thing is, is I considered either actual, like, full remakes or new games, whereas Chrono Trigger is more of, like, just a port. So, like, I tried to, like, not consider just straight ports because it's just a port with touchscreen controls, really. That is new content. It has a little bit of new content, I guess, but you like can it's still capture monsters and make them fight it's, each other. It is still closer to me uh, as a port than a remake slash new game. So like, but I mean, yeah, if we're if we're considering ports, then yeah, Chrono Trigger. I mean, is still obviously, like obviously, Chrono Trigger is the best DS game if we're including that. But I mean. That's yeah. just not fair to the other game. That is, it really isn't. That's why I like disqualified Chrono Trigger <laughs> on the basis that it would just win. Well, exactly. I'm not because here I am Thanks. speaking my truth and Sp- your truths. Speak, speak your truth, Landon. I'm speaking everyone's truth when I say Chrono Trigger and four more copies of Chrono Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I actually wrote down some games. Um, oh, okay. Pull that up. I was doing that before we did this, um, but I didn't write anything in order because I'm smart. That's, that's fine. Um, I just started writing down games. Mine were I not in order liked. either. Um, so other games that I've played on the DS system, the family of systems that I really like, uh, Retro Game Challenge, Tetris DS. Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, Dragon Ball Z Attack of the Saiyans. That's another really good one. That's like definitely up there, especially after, you know, for recent games I've been able to play. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely like the most recent game on the DS for the DS that I have played. Um, Well, no, that's a lie. I've also like recently... Uh, played through like Super Princess Peach and Kirby, uh, some of the DS Kirby games. Jack, you still um, have to play Dragon Ball Z Attack of the Saiyans. I guess I do. Yeah, you do. Damn. And then we can have a podcast dedicated to that. Just the Dragon Ball. And then it's going to break up our Nintendogs discussion for season two. Yeah. Nintendogs Dragon Ball Z Attack of the Saiyans. Golden Retriever Edition. <laughs> that's that's episode sixteen for season two. When's the Dr- Gaming Stooges podcast where a Golden Retriever retrieves the Dragon Balls? <laughs> episode sixteen, cool. season two. All right, cool. Yeah. Chrono Trigger was the sixty eighth best selling DS game. That's so low. That should be way higher. It should, it should be, be one lower. Yeah, I was also oh. going to say that. Damn, you know what? That's true. If it had just been you, one lower. The, the real crime is that Kirby Mass Attack sold more. What is the 69th best-selling game? Um, Tamagotchi Connection Corner Shop 2. Nice. I need to get myself a copy of that. That sold a million copies. The yeah, power of the DS, of I guess. The DS had so many games on it. Like, just so many. Like there even... are, 
good. A shitload of games here. Like, there are 75... Like, I don't even yeah, own... Yeah, 70, 75 games here that have sold over a million copies on like, the DS. I don't even own a whole lot of DS games yet at the moment, but, like, there's just... There's so many good ones, and, like, even, like, franchises that you wouldn't expect to, like, have a good game, they have, like, a good game on the DS. Like, one sleeper... I know this is weird, but, like... Uh, so, in the mid-2000s, they started doing a thing in the Yu-Gi-Oh! game series where they did Yu-Gi-Oh! World Championship, where they, like, basically made the games actually play like the card game. But they went the extra mile, especially for Yu-Gi-Oh! World Championship 2008, where they made a whole-ass story mode where you get to duel in, like, the spirit world and you fight dual spirits, and then, like, you work your way up into a tournament, and then you, like, challenge the actual, like, characters of Yu-Gi-Oh! and Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. It's like, it's insane the amount of content this game has, and it's just a random-ass DS game. Like, there's so many, and that, like, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You have, you know, a bunch of good ports and fresh games and remakes. Like, Final Fantasy III was a game that I played a ton of back in the day, and it's crazy because I played it in, like, 2009 something like that and i remember just being blown away that this was a game on the ds like there was because i know most people's experience with like wow holy crap it's this is a ds game was like playing super mario 64 ds and they're like oh you know you have all these like 3d stuff or like mario kart ds was another early one but for me it was like wow i just played final fantasy 7 and final fantasy 9 on the playstation and now I'm playing this game that's, like, the same graphical quality, almost, but not actually, really, but still almost. And it's on the DS. Wow! Like, that was my, like, wow moment with the DS, like, punching above its weight. I don't know, do you guys have, like, any sort of experience like that for the DS where it was, like, just kind of surprised I you? Think, um, I feel like everybody has, like, that one game that, like, really wowed... Like, Honestly, I I did think it was really cool when I first played Sonic Rush, like watching the the game go from one screen to another like completely seamlessly yeah. and like playing that in real time. Like I think that's part of the reason why Sonic Rush is so like boost to win is because they wanted to make it a little bit like less disorienting for people like watching like having to switch between both screens like just keeping their eyes on but like i don't know i thought that was cool the first time i saw it i was like whoa sonic's going on down to the bottom screen now no he's going back up That's i mean it was it was <laughs> it was a good use of the dual screens because like yeah you have a lot of games that like played it safe and would have like the bottom screen for f like extra information that was usually a thing a lot in like platformers most of the time outside of sonic rush or rpgs mm -hmm. but then you had sonic rush that was like not nah, we're gonna have both we're screens where the action we're, happens we're utilizing the whole ass system that was one of the things i really liked about big bang mini though because like big bang mini you'd have like the bottom screen you would shoot you would use the stylus to like swipe 
and like fire whatever you were firing off it depended on like which uh like level you were on but like a lot of stuff would be on the top screen and you'd be aiming at stuff on the top screen from the bottom of screen i thought it was like super cool lennon you look like you got something to say i'm looking at Lennon as well i was sleeping with my eyes open oh i'm sorry to have awoken you please return to your slumber Okay. Just waiting um, for the uh, for the toilet to stop flushing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, we're going to sit here for a second. Gotcha. Elite Beat Agents was also another good game that I think made good use of the tu- of the dual screens. Because you had the... I would bottom- agree. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I would agree with that. Yeah, because like, you had the bottom screen where you have all of like the rhythm elements. You do like the different tapping to the songs. And then on the top screen, you had... You know, these really cool, like, visual, like, cartoon sequences where everything would play out while you're playing the song. And I just, mm-hmm. there's there's some games that took really creative usage of the of the two screens. And it is, I th- like, the main gimmick of the system. I think, um, I, and this is a game I actually got kind of a lot of mileage out of because I used to own it. But I, I mentioned it earlier as a joke, but Brain Age... Uh, utilized the DS like just by playing it sideways entirely and then you would just like control on the touch screen and it was a fun like you know brain training minigame collection uh, although I do think the Japanese title for the game is much funnier uh, Dr. Kawashima's brain training how old is your brain <laughs> that is a funny title that's a good title why did they um, change it so for, I mean, I, I guess like graphics and like gameplay wise, the the first answer that comes to my mind is Dragon Quest Nine. That's a good. I hadn't mm-hmm. played any Dragon Quest games before that, and I know Jack's answer like thoughts on this one. So hush for a second, please calm down. Thank you. Okay. All right. Now that we've taken. Deep breath in, deep breath out. <laughs> Does um, he have a hatred of Dragon Quest Nine? I just think it's okay. Yeah, I don't so. hate it. Um, I uh, uh, it was like one of my first. It was definitely my first experience with Dragon Quest. Um, and I ended up really enjoying it a lot. Um, and then I would also say the Mario and Luigi games, especially Bowser's Inside Story, because you could turn, like, during the, yeah. the, the Bowser fights, you could turn the, the system on its side. That was 100%. always a lot of fun. And then, um, uh, uh, Phantom Hourglass, having the map that you could, like, leave yourself notes for, I always really enjoyed for, uh, Zelda. Yep. I mean, Phantom Hourglass just using the the touchscreen as its sole way of controlling and it actually being pretty intuitive is good. Yeah, it's scary. It's just some of the level design in that and Spirit Tracks is kind of meh. Uh, Otherwise, they're pretty pretty solid. Cloud, uh, 
Did you mention the world ends with you? Earlier? Uh, I er, I did mention it earlier, but I didn't actually really talk about it as much as I wanted to. The world ends with you is another game that was like super impressive on the DS because of the touch screen and the multi- yep. the dual screens. Because I I loved how they it's kind of hard to get into, but I do still think that the DS version is the best one because of the way that it utilized those two screens. Because you'd have like one ally up on the top screen and you'd be able to like use like the d-pad and like a b uh x y i believe i think it might have just mostly been like the d-pad but like you'd use them on the top screen by pressing that and then on the bottom screen you'd have your stylus and depending on like the badges you had equipped you'd do certain swipes or circles or some other thing with the d with the stylus on the touch screen and it would read that and you'd have like certain abilities like there was a way to like use like a firewall by swiping across the screen kind of slowly or you could do like little like uh magic bullet type attacks by tapping on the enemies and it would shoot towards them there was there was so many cool different things that you could do with the uh fights in that game and it was just very very good usage of the dual screens not to mention even like on the field you had um you'd have like extra information and stuff on the top screen and you'd actually have your movement on the bottom screen because it would also allow you to get into your encounters on the bottom screen by, like, if you, like, did, like, a certain tapping on, like... I think you had to tap on Neku. I haven't played in a while. But if, like, you tapped it in a certain way and, like, held it down, it would, like, spread out, like, a scanning thing on the bottom screen. And then it would, like, bring up all of the enemies, like, icons. And then you could, like, tap on a bunch of them all at once and then, like, chain them together... And if you didn't want to fight a bunch at once, you just tap on one or two, and then it would just, you know, you'd get funneled into a fight that was just one or two strings long. But if you wanted to challenge yourself, you could actually just, like, there'd be, like, six or seven or eight enemies on screen after you scan, and you could, like, tap all of them and do, like, a string of eight battles back-to-back. I thought it was really cool. So just super, uh, just a bunch of different cool usages of the dual screens, and that's just... It's something I like to highlight when we talk about the DS because the dual screens being the main gimmick. I know a lot of games, they just kind of like played it safe, but I like to really talk about some of the games that, you know, kind of did things a little differently. The music also for The World Ends With You is just uh, so good. Have you, have you played The World Ends With You, Jack? Because I really feel like the soundtrack is something that you would vibe with. I have played a little bit of it. It's been a long time. Uh, but what was that one fucking... I was obsessed with, like, one song from that soundtrack, I think. Probably Uh, Calling, because Calling is, like, a really, really good one. I'm gonna look up the soundtrack real quick. But, no, there's there's so many good songs on that soundtrack. And it's it's definitely the kind of soundtrack you'd vibe with, so, yeah. Enough fooling around talking about some shitty RPG. Let's talk about Sonic Chronicles. Oh, I, I thought I thought you were gonna say Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Nope, I got your hopes up. I, I mean, say, yes, you did. I was say, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, there's is th- there's a lot of Pokemon games on the DS. Fantastic. There are a lot of Pokemon games. There are some that are way better than others. I was gonna say like you've got Gen Four, Mystery Gen Dungeon. Five. You've got Mystery Dungeon. You actually have Blue Rescue Team as well as the Explorers games. You have Pokemon Ranger. 
you have Pokemon Dash, I guess, and maybe not that one. No, don't 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 play that one. Conquest. 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 That's another good one. If if you played a DS as a Pokemon machine, I mean, you were missing out on like like dozens of other really good games, but at least you had a lot of good Pokemon games on it too. And the Pokemon Ranger games. And the po- <laughs> wow. Not <laughs> okay. You had a lot of good Pokemon games and those two. Wow. That's there's, my answer. There's three. There's three Pokemon Ranger games, alright? I don't care. The first one killed the entire franchise for me. Well, you can at least refer to it as a series of three games. I will do no such thing. I fucking I, remember. I do not give that. Which song was respect. it, Jack? It was three minutes clapping. Three minutes clapping is a really good one too. That is it. Just oh my god! Of clapping? No, no. But oh my god! It's so. This it's is so un- good. This is unlocking memories for me. It's. Uh oh. Yeah, no, uh, Landon. Tell us more about Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Because it is a good game, and I think it'd be cool if you shared. Oh, I mean. It. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I mean the especially the, the explorers. Yeah, I love. I mean, I I really enjoyed all of the Mystery Dungeon, like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games, but definitely Explorers has a soft spot in my heart. It has that specific uh, set of games has probably the best story of any of the Pokemon games. Just period. I mean, there's probably people that will argue otherwise, but I know they're wrong. Um, I don't know. It's like they're like fun. Um, they are like easier, uh, like games than other uh the other mystery dungeon type games that you can find. Yeah. yeah, but uh, they still have a really good challenge to them, especially uh during the part. Is it? in the first or is it in explorers when you have to fight the three legendary birds uh with just you and your partner that's a rescue team you don't rescue team okay you don't really fight the bird you don't really fight um i think you fight the lake trio in explorers yeah you do a lot you do a lot more with the uh with gen 4 related stuff because it was post gen 4 whereas right uh rescue team was uh, right before Gen 4. Yeah. <clears throat> it was like at the ass end of Gen 3. Yeah. But, no, they are... Yeah. There's just so much content. I mean, like, there's a ton of content. Just beating the main story is like... The main story is like, a beefy 20 to 30 hours, and then like half the game is in the post game. Sometimes more than half, just because of how oh, yeah. long those dungeons run. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Like... You could end up spending especially if you're going several hundred. Especially hours. if you're going for like all of the, all of the legendaries. Just going after them is like that's that's uh, that's that's a time sink. If you want a fucking time sink, my god, going after all the Pokemon in in those games. Phew. Yeah, you got to get all their friend areas. Then you got to recruit them. Some of them are a pain in the ass to recruit. Yeah, you have to. Especially in um, Explorers, 
You have the gummy system to give you, uh, like, different attribute boosts and stuff. Like, farming those so you can, like, get the better friend, friend drop rates is super important. Ah. Uh, that's... I still want a remake of... Just just how they did Rescue Team, I want a, a Explorers DX. I was going to say, considering Explorers is, like, pretty much universally considered the best Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game, and one of the best side games, it's a wonder they have, like, I'm sure it's in the back of their minds to do a remake of it after Rescue Team DX did so well on the Switch. Free money. Seriously. It, it it wouldn't take that much budget. Just do the same art book style that the Rescue Team DX did. Just do all the content from Explorers. Just throw it up there. Please. Give it to me. Sell it to me for $80. Because, I mean, I, I really, really liked Rescue Team DX on the Switch. So, like, I would have no problem just playing that game, like, as a base. But just Explorers DX. Just give it. Yeah. That would oh be a good God. stream game one day. I mean, we'll call dibs on that. I probably me. I anyway. I, that's I a can topic for my, another day. Yeah, I can open up my my list, but I'm pretty sure I have at least the Explorers games. I don't know about. I think uh, Cloud was doing uh, Rescue Team. Damn, you guys got the cool ones. You can play the Wii one. <laughs> Yay! My favorite. You mean never the one played. that we the one that we never got outside of Japan? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, my favorite one, the one that I can't fucking read anything in. <laughs> Just get a fucking patch. Just slap it on there. It'll be fine. You'll live. I'm sure that some mad lad has a translation patch that it's compatible with Dolphin. Like, I mean, it's a probably. fucking Pokemon game. It has a, there's a translation out there somewhere. <sighs> Jack. How many hours did you put into Animal Crossing Wild World? Shitload. Uh, that was a game, and I remember like exactly when I got this. Me and my my sister got Animal Crossing Wild World, and I got Mario Kart DS at the same time, right before we went on a vacation, and it was great. And we both played both of them, and it was it was cool. Um. I don't know. I don't have an exact number. Probably somewhere between one and two hundred. I I didn't play it at. Thinking about it, I've probably played Wild World the least out of every Animal Crossing game. Damn, that's sad. Uh, but it's still a really fucking good one. But like, admittedly, it doesn't have as much content as uh, the GameCube one. No, but it's but, like the first handheld one. Yeah. And it had the constellations, so I don't even care. True. Constellations were fucking great. They haven't brought that shit back. Well, no. Didn't, did they bring it back for New Horizons? I think they did, actually. Okay. Um, Took them a long time to bring it back, though. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I... Probably, probably somewhere. If I had to guess, probably like 150, maybe. Speaking of playtime, okay. what is the game that has the most playtime for you out of any DS game? Oh, God. DS game? Probably. It's definitely a, a Pokemon game. Yeah. I was going to say, it's... Probably... Probably Platinum. 
if I had to guess. For me, it's definitely Pearl. There was this, my original Pearl save file was 730 hours. Um, it, yeah, it's either Diamond or Soul Silver for me, or Tetris DS. One of those three. Okay. Because how I, many nights would I just yeah. stay up and all, just play all Tetris the, DS? All the times when Landon and I would be hanging out on MSN Messenger, not even Skype, not even not Discord, not Skype, MSN Messenger, and I'm like, hey, Landon, what are you up to? And he'd be like, I'm playing Tetris DS. I've cleared 1,800 lines, and I'm still playing this single game. Just, I just gotta kill myself in I order mean, to, to, to be stop fair, lying. I mean, Tetris <laughs> DS is pro, is considered like one of the best te, de, uh, Tetris games, right? Oh, it's all, oh yeah, it's already absolutely. a good DS game, and it's like considered one of the best Tetris games. So like, it is absolutely. absolutely. Oh my gosh, there hasn't I have not found a Tetris that is filled that itch that I had when I, I played that. I mean, the the NES art styling on the top screen aside, like it just it just feels so good to just play that that specific like Tetris. I don't know what it is about it. I don't even care about any of the other fucking modes. There's like six different Ooh. There's like six different modes in that fucking game. There's like push, there's like I don't know fucking uh, shoot I don't know there's a puzzle mode um, I played a little bit of those but like just straight Tetris oh oh it's like Tetris in its purest form it is and then and then yeah you just throw like the the Mario Zelda yeah the like, Nintendo theming on top of it and it's just like it's cute you got great music uh, it's just fantastic package. No, that's a, that's a good answer. I really have to get Tetris DS. Like, I'm not, like, nearly as big of a fan of Tetris as you, but I do like my block puzzle games. I've had quite a few Tetris games before. That is one I've never touched before. Yeah, it's I, the, I need to I need to do myself a justice and get that game. It's the version I to, do too. to buy. It is. I used, I used to own it, and I genuinely have no idea what happened to it. I was probably an idiot and traded it in at one point. I'm gonna say I you feel like that's a thing. I feel like that's a thing that's happened with everybody with a DS game or two at some point. Just because they're so goddamn small, like it's literally yeah. less than the size of one of my eye lenses. Like these things go missing, dude. You know what? You know I... which game went missing for me? My last copy of Mario Kart DS. No fucking clue what happened to it. I just ordered a new one. It's going to be here by the time the audio for this goes out on YouTube. But like the last copy, I don't fucking know what happened to it. I lost a copy. Let's see. I, there's like three games I've lost for the DS. Kirby's Canvas Curse. Um, I lost a copy of Mario & Luigi Partners in Time. Bought a replacement. Found it. Like, found my original, so that was cool. And then the same thing happened with Pokemon Soul Silver, because I lost my cartridge for that. And then I was, when I gave in to get a new one, I ended up finding the original cartridge, so I was able to return that, because by that point, Soul Silver was expensive. Yeah. My, uh, 
speaking of Pokemon, that was like the most recent game that I lost a copy of. And thankfully, Jack gifted me a spare copy that he had. Thank you. Because I don't know what happened. Like, I was playing it. I brought it to work and I was playing it. And I, I think, to be honest, so like I had went on break one day and I had like a bag of chips, but I still had it in the like grocery bag that it was in and i was like just eating the the chips out of the open bag that was still in this other bag i have i I have a firm belief that i probably accidentally had put my copy of pokemon platinum in that bag and then tossed it with the fucking chips when i was done like that's probably what happened and it's like it it bums me out that like I let that happen. It's just so careless, but that sucks. It's DS games, man. They're so small. Like DS games have definitely I, gone missing. I already shown it. I already showed it off in uh, the collection podcast. Uh, but I have. I just keep all of my fucking DS games in my old Game Boy Advance SP carrying case. Yeah. And they're all just like unorganized as shit. They're just chilling. They're just vibing. I don't think I have ever once put a DS cartridge back into its original case after opening it. It would just go, it would go into my go into my carrying case and it would be in there forever. To be honest I, I used to be that person that like i i used to have uh like all of my game cases but i've moved so many times that when i've like downsized to try to like not have so much shit one of like the first things i thought of was like well i don't need the cases for my ds games like the cartridges are fine so like i got rid of all the car of all the cases so i still have i still have like the the actual game cards so I just have them in that thing that I showed off. Uh, if you want to go on our Patreon, we got uh, Tales of the Collection Volume 1. You can watch us go through a bunch of our games. Was that a Patreon video? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had some cool bits in there. Like I like made some little editing jokes and like not enough people watched it. So please like sub to the, the the silver stooge tier for like one month and you can watch it it's great what you looking at landon i was pulling up the list of all of the ds games i own and then i was double checking all the ones that i want to get uh i should get a buy list i like need to like think of like games that i want to get and actually have a list there's qu- definitely quite a few DS games on it, if I was to make that. I would say the biggest one um, that I... Probably the most expensive one on this list is going to end up being Kirby Superstar Ultra. Fuck. Um, really? That's another game I need to rebuy. Really? Because when I bought Superstar Ultra, it wasn't that expensive. Unless... Oh, you're buying it, like, complete, right? Well, Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it maybe it's because I bought my loose cart. That's why it wasn't that expensive. But well, yeah, you you can find it kind of cheap. Like you can find dude. Games my, I was gonna say my cheap. I was gonna say my copy of Superstar Ultra was like fifteen dollars. Like 
It is yeah. loose cart, but like it was only fifteen dollars. Not to say like Kirby Superstar Ultra, really really good game. I still need to finish it. There was that that goes into uh, I think one of the last topics I wanted to talk about, just like how many goddamn franchises have good representation on the DS. Like I touched on it, but like there really is. If you can think of a long, if you can think of a franchise, whether it started on the DS or it was put on the DS at some point, there's just so much. Like you have Dragon Quest, you have Final Fantasy, you have Kirby, Mario, Sonic. Got freaking Guitar Hero had a game with a peripheral that you could put in the DS oh. light and the DS. Guess what I fucking had? You, <laughs> I forgot Hero. that I brought. I forgot that I brought this in with me. Oh, uh, yeah, you got it. I had. I had the Guitar Hero grip for the DS. Oh hell yeah! This thing cramps your fucking hand like crazy. See, this is why I keep the DS Lite around. Because it's at least a little bit easier to play it on that. For this. Well, no, no because you literally can't play it on this. Well, no, no, I was asking. Because it doesn't have a GBA oh, slot. I was, I was thinking that you had a DS Fat. Oh, no, I don't. I, it would probably be really cramping your hand if you had it on that. Oh, God, yeah. Speaking hand of... Hand cramps, hype. Speaking of which, do you got do you guys uh know of any other games that like utilize like the GBA slot on the DS and DS Lite for like dual slot connectivity? I mean, you had, besides the Pokemon games, I was gonna say because you had the Gen Four Pokemon games where if you had a GBA game in, you had that. You had Guitar Hero, which needed the peripheral plugged in the GBA slot. Were there any other major ones? Uh, I think the Rescue team ones did something oh yeah if you had um yeah if you had blue and red rescue team both in the same ds they could communicate with each other i don't remember like all of the ins and outs of that but that that was a thing yes look look cloud remember how you were talking about fucking foo fighters earlier here they are hell yeah the pretend guitar in Guitar Hero on tour decades for the Nintendo DS system of games. Hell yeah. It's a pretty good song, too. Yeah, those are the only ones I can think of uh, that ha- that utilized the, uh, the GBA slot. I'm sure there was others. Like, uh, isn't there a Tony Hawk game for the DS that... Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few of them. Yeah, I'm sure one or several of those require you to have a peripheral to slap in the... I think there... Hold on. There was at least one. I'm going to look this up real quick. I was going to say, Jack would know out of all of us. Did anybody have the DS internet browser? Nope. I didn't either. I think they were selling it at my local game store once, and I was like... Wow. There, f- there fucking was. It was called Tony Hawk's Motion, and it had a fucking motion sensor peripheral. Yeah. I and think- it was I th- literally only for like 
grind balancing and manual balancing. This Actually, you can not even do. I'm getting deja vu. Did you mention this during one of our previous podcasts? It's entirely possible I did. I I feel like I remember hearing. Was it a was it the Peripherals podcast by chance? I because be- it I probably was. If you I had what? to guess, you'll just have to go back and listen to all the previous Gaming Sutures podcast episodes to find out. We have a lot of good ones. We have at least seventeen. Yeah, as of this podcast, at least. Yeah, there's been one stinker. Let us know down in the comments below which one it was. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you gonna tell me which stinker it was? Which one was the stinker? Or is that I is don't that listen up to interpretation? To yeah, I don't listen to the podcast. I edit it. I don't have time to go back and listen to it afterwards. Oh wow, Al said in the chat that Yu-Gi-Oh! Nightmare Troubadour gave you a winged Karibo if you had Dual Academy in the GBA slot. You know what's funny is I had Dual Academy and without cheating, legitimately obtained every card from the game but i never had nightmare troubadour and i never played i played dual academy when it was back on the game boy advance i never played it when i had a ds i didn't know about that it's interesting it's a really it's a really cool quirk that like the ds had just a lot of cool quirks the gba slot functionality got picto chat you had ds download play God, you guys remember ever going to like GameStop like back in the day and they had like Pokemon distributions through uh Yup through the, I remember through doing the that DS shit. like that. Aw. Oh. I remember getting Deoxys, at least. I think I remember getting Deoxys as well that way. I remember doing a few. It sucks. There's an Arceus one. Pokemon Pokemon distributions have become soulless. Yeah, it's not like... They used to be such a cool thing to do. Like, go out to the fucking... Well, I mean, you know, cool when you're 12. But, you know, go out to the GameStop and uh, get a cool new Pokemon that you can only get if you go to GameStop. I think the last time that I did anything like that was, like, on the 3DS for Pokemon... X and Y for Hoopa, but that's like that's another. We'll talk about the 3DS in its own specific podcast one day. Fucking Hoopa, Hoopa, just just a little guy, little guy. Hoopa's not real. Just a little guy with some rings. Jack Hoopa can't hurt you. Hoopa's not real. All right, we ha- do we have any other closing thoughts about the DS? We are getting up around the, uh, hovering a little over an hour and 15 minute mark. Kind of sucks, if, if we're being honest. Kind of bad system. <laughs> There's one thing to take away from this podcast episode is the Nintendo DS family of systems. Kind of smelly. And by that, I think Landon just means the DS Lite is very smelly. Anything that's, that's true. anything that's not the original DS is kind of smelly. Uh, you know what? I'll concede to that. The original model of DS was perfect in every way, shape, and form. They shouldn't have changed anything. Well, there you have it. No. Jack, do you have anything true. to say? Um. I mean, it's America's system. 
It really what is. What more can you say? It, it literally is the best-selling video game system in America. In American. In American God bless. currency. I'm um, proud to be an American. Where I play Nintendo DS. Where, where I can play on my DS. <laughs> um, Petition to change the lyrics to that. Please. Petition Make to it a- change the title of this podcast, the Nintendo DS America System. <laughs> <laughs> it, fuck it. I think we should. Come on, Cloud. Uh, I'll, I'll change the podcast title. No, just the the whole upload stream, not just the stream. Not just the stream. Upload. Do the whole whole upload. I'm I'm saving the audio as that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of the best systems of all time. I don't think there's really much more to say. It has a good library, folks. It has a a fucking phenomenal library. A good library, and there's so many stinkers in it, too. We don't have time for all the stinkers. Yeah, I mean, like, there's so many, but, like, every system that has a lot of good games will also have a lot of shitty games. That's just true for any system. Especially the popular ones. We just don't have time to talk about Metroid Prime Hunters or Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. There's just no time. I'm sorry I'm wasting your time by even bringing them up. Please, continue with your day. Thank you. All right. Any closing thoughts, Claude? Uh, yeah. Like like you said, the DS. It's what more needs to be said. It is definitely one of the best systems of all time. It's not my personal favorite, but it's pretty high up there. I mean, there's there's just too many games on it to like not think of it in high regard. There's just way too many good games on it. From every freaking genre under the sun to be honest like the ds really did have a strong pretty well-rounded just tons of tons of games across different genres i mean there's a few genres that i haven't played a lot of ds games but i'm sure there's some decent games in like you know fighting i mean a couple of the call of duty games are considered pretty good apparently for ds game standards like Get a lot of good games on this thing. So yeah, it's it's pull pull out pull out your 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 dual your Nintendo dual screen system and that ha- have a grand old time. That's hell yeah. But uh, probably don't play on the DS Lite because if you look at it funny, it will fall apart. <laughs> True. Also, don't play on the DSi because the shop is dead and you can't buy. Shantae's Risky's Revenge on there anymore. That is, also, that is true, also true, but I mean, you could still play all of your DS cart games. Your physical games. Wait, one last thing. Because it, it would behoove me if we at least didn't mention it on stream. Behoove you? Behoove me. Jack, yep. why have you not mentioned Ghost Trick Phantom Detective? Oh my god. <laughs> Go watch the Great Ace Attorney mods. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective for the Nintendo Switch. No, I mean for the DS, you dumb son of a bitch. That's a great question, and yeah, that's a great question. I don't know why I didn't mention it. Well, there we go. I fixed (laughs) the podcast single-handedly. Thank you, Landon. Just doing God's work. 
You also forgot to mention Buck Bumble on the Nintendo 64, Jack. I'm leaving now. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I just... No, but L- Landon's going to do his thing where he gets up and goes and gets probably something Tillamook related while we do our usual like ad read and all that other good stuff. We got social media call-outs we got to do. We got the Patreon. I mentioned that earlier. We have... Currently, we're finishing up Pathfinder. I have uploaded two videos the past month, and by the time this goes up, there might be the final uh, Pathfinder video. There was one from uh, a couple months ago, back in October. And we're also going to have a Mario Kart 8 track tier list at some point in the near future, so... Oh boy. That's uh, exclusive content if you want to subscribe to the Silver Stooge tier. Uh, December's probably the best month to do so. We're not asking you to like keep the, the subscription at that tier. Anything helps, honestly. It means a lot to us. We also have a Discord that we constantly talk about. If you're not part of it, please join it. We have a lot of ridiculous stuff that we share pretty much every day. It's a lot of fun. And, of course, we've got you know, the Twitch that we're on right now for our live stream. And if you're listening to the audio on other streaming services, we have a Twitch and we stream like every week. Go, go follow that. Uh, Landon is back and he has Tillamook. So I think he probably just wants to talk about Tillamook for a couple minutes. So Landon, you can talk about Tillamook. We've got the other holiday limited edition Tillamook ice cream tonight, folks. Last last Are uh, you, episode. You've been saving that same one, haven't you? Yeah, this is the same one. Oh, wow. I told Hell you. Yeah. Next time we do the podcast, I'm going to try the peppermint bark. Damn. So guess what? I mean, to be fair, it's been a few weeks. It has been. It's been a hot one. It's been a hot one. We took a, a little bit of time off because Black Friday and Thanksgiving and yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we back. I think I like this one more. Ooh. Do you? <laughs> One bite, and he's like, ooh, yeah, this, this this one, this one's hitting. The sugar cookie's good, but there's not enough of the chunks to, like, have it to where, like, each bite is going to for sure have it. But from yeah. just, like, looking at it, like, you can see a lot more of the peppermint in there. Ooh. And there's, mm-hmm. like, actual, like, of the bark bits as well. That's pretty cool. Um, yep. So, like, there's just more of the peppermint so it's not just vanilla ice cream with the occasional sugar cookie like chunk this is like i think a better mix like you are gonna get a little bit of of that in every bite that's cool Mm -hmm. Uh, it has a little something for everyone it has a little something for everyone and here's a little something for everyone our usual uh wrap up for the podcast episodes we've got quite a bit of catching up to do actually because it's been a little bit of extra time since the last podcast what is new outside the world of this podcast topic jack it's your turn i need to look at <gasps> cheese whiz holy shit <laughs> cheese whiz is actually gonna be landing stand in for the rest of this podcast <laughs> she's so close for the for the audio listeners cheese whiz is literally in front of landon's camera <laughs> just blocking Landon's view. From <laughs> oh boy, Cheese was um, investigating. 
Let's see. Hey, you son of a fish, get down. When, when, when did we record our last uh, stream? Uh, you mean podcast? Or, uh, podcast, yeah. Good question. Uh, I, I will. I'm trying to remember how much time has passed, I, <laughs> so I know what to talk about. Allow me to go back to the Gaming Stooges YouTube, which is another channel you should be subscribing to, because I totally forgot to mention that when I was name dropping our social media uh, fun stuff. We had episode 17 came out on youtube on the 10th of november so we recorded it like early early okay. november it was like okay so it's been a while yeah um it was like that same week though i think it was like monday or yeah. it was like the 7th when we recorded because yeah. it was just after the whole fun stuff i went to uh, i think the only like super notable thing i've done in the last few weeks is i went to chicago um, for a show, had some bomb ass ramen nice. from a local ramen spot. Shout out to Ramen San in Chicago uh, on Lincoln Street, by the way. That's the one I specifically went when I went to. Jesus Christ, it was a Wednesday night and it took us like 20 minutes to find parking. It was fucking ridiculous. I, I hate Chicago parking, it's always terrible. All of the fucking street parking is filled. We had to pay $8 to park just so we could have our fucking ramen. Um, but it was good. It was really good. Um, the show I went to was good. Saw Baroness and Chatpile. Shout out to those bands. Um, nothing else super notable that I've done in the last few weeks aside from that. Uh, Thanksgiving was good. Spent it with my family. Black Friday sucked, as it always does. Because I have to get up at, for an 8 a.m. shift. Um, Let's see. I had food poisoning this weekend for the third time in my life. Hell yeah. That was, that was a fucking experience. I felt like I was dying. It's, it's awful. It's such an awful feeling. Um, what were you looking for, Cloud? Oh, my, uh, I was putting my DS games away, and then Sneezy decided she wanted to walk right in front of my chair and just plop down, and then I, like, reached down to pet her, but then she got up and then walked around the other side of the chair, so now she's just chilling on the floor. Wow. Me. What the fuck, Sneezy? Yeah, what the fuck, Sneezy? Um, yeah, I think that's about it for what I've uh, done lately. started. Well, I started showing my girlfriend Better Call Saul, and that's been cool so far. I mean, I've already seen it, but which is why I said showing it to her and not... I mean, we are watching it together. I'm not just, like, putting it on and leaving the room. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's up, Landon? Oh, no. I was just mimicking you holding, like your phone in front of her forcing her to watch it <laughs> just like here just showing it to her and then just like yeah. standing sitting there silently holding the phone <laughs> just staring daggers watching these fucking 50 minute episodes of television mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, I think that's about it for what I've been up to. Did you play anything? Uh, I've been really slow on playing stuff lately, honestly. We oh, have, yeah. not we have really, been playing uh, some Super Mario Wonder on our Twitch. Yeah. And that has been fun, we but we've to, only we... done the two streams. I would love to keep playing this game, honestly. I, I would be playing. We got, we gotta get I would back, be playing right? the fuck out of this game if we weren't streaming it. And that's on me, because that was uh, my idea. By the time this goes out, although the video for it will probably not be out yet, uh, we do intend to do a Mario Kart 8 marathon where we're going to play through all 96 courses because they recently dropped the final wave of the booster course pass. So uh, look forward to us going through that. That is going to be a journey. Hell yeah. But of course, we can't comment on it yet because we haven't actually done it. That's like two days in the future. True. That's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an endeavor. Oh yeah. Gonna be hella fun though. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, you said it that's everything new it, with you. It it fucking better be fun. I asked off half a day of work for it. True. Um. So for me, uh, what's new with me? Um. Not a whole lot. Uh, yeah, I did mention in the last podcast episode that like my girlfriend's been rewatching Bleach, so occasionally I'll be like sitting down in the bedroom and she leaves it on, and I'll just be watching Bleach. So I guess I guess I guess I can say I've watched pieces of Bleach now. It's it's actually not bad. I, I kind of like it. It's kind of like it's it's kind of weird. I don't remember if I mentioned it on the last podcast, but like for me. From what I'm gathering, Bleach is that kind of anime that, like, it knows it's a little over-the-top and edgy at times, so it doesn't take itself too seriously. And I feel like like the fans probably feel the same way, where, like, uh, from what I've gathered, like, Bleach fans kind of know it can get ridiculous. It's not like Naruto fans that, like, try to take it too seriously when the anime itself doesn't do it all the time it's like bleach fans know their stuff it's, it's pretty good it's a pretty good time i think i actually might want to watch through it more seriously at some point but there's there's so there's so many episodes and like i don't do long anime so like i've just watched whatever she has on um my other big thing that i've been doing is i started a new solo youtube channel dedicated to specifically Pokemon and I've actually started working on my first major video for it so I'm really excited uh I'm not gonna go too in-depth about it here because I don't really want to like shameless plug it but the thing that made me excited for it is that uh doing the Patreon exclusive videos for our channel here has really kind of self-taught me a bunch of editing techniques and how to fiddle with um, just different effects that my editing software can do. And you, if you ever watch any of the Patreon exclusive stuff, you'll kind of see that I'm kind of learning how to like manipulate the video to kind of give off cool effects and like they'll like zoom and pan stuff around a couple times here and there. I've had I had a cool like I had like a little running joke with the tales of the collection video where i had like spoilers but like there was like 
it's it's like months old but i had after jack was like buck bumble for the nintendo 64 i just like cut and paste that multiple times throughout the video but i like also edited that like little clip every time so it's like slightly different it's so like i've taught myself how to edit videos a little bit more creatively through that so i'm going to use that for this solo channel that i'm working on um, i really need to upgrade my tier that is a uh, that's about it yeah no i've i've definitely been like i've been putting in the effort when it comes to the patreon videos like i've been trying to really teach myself how to edit and put together videos that are worth the extra couple dollars a month over the basic tier because it's like if i'm not putting in the effort what's the point you know so like that's so I've, I've i've been putting in the work i like i'm pretty proud of the work being put into the patreon videos and i intend to continue doing that so it's gonna be fun but i think that's basically it that's been new with me just you know making that new solo channel uh working on videos doing that stuff so yeah nothing too nothing too exciting but still pretty fun stuff Hi. Hi. That's my cue. Yeah, Hi, Landon. 20 minutes of silence and just staring at me. That's my cue. To start talking at some point. Hell yeah. So, what's new with me, you ask? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. What happened? You beat Persona 5 Tactica. I started playing and beat Persona 5 Tactica. In I was going to say, that, yeah, this all happened between the last podcast and now. Yeah, because that game came out um, after the podcast. I think after the audio even dropped. So, like, truly between the podcasts. Um, so I played through that. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving was nice. We went to my mom's place and spent a couple hours with most of my family. And then we went to the coast and spent time with Kari's family. Um, and, uh, we didn't die on the way back home, so. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. As evidenced by you appearing here today. Well, I could be dead. (laughs) Because, you know, I had a fucking shitty four-day week, uh, yeah, four-day work week right after that. Hey, can you not? I have to edit you playing with that fucking door and bag. Hey. Can you just come over here for a second? Please? Cheese Whiz is the unofficial fourth gaming stooge now. He really is. Because he refuses to not be heard. Um... I... had been playing a little bit of uh, Trails uh, to Azure, um, but I sort of put it down for a little bit because of Persona 5 Tactica. So I'll probably jump back into that soonish. Um, but it's Friday, the first Dragon Quest Monsters comes out. So I'm probably going to be playing that as sort of my main game for a bit. Um, I have been going back playing a lot more of Mario Kart. Me too. I've been playing a, a lot of Mario Kart. Actually, I didn't mention it, but like I've been like revisiting the series. Uh, spoilers, we do have an intention to do a podcast episode on Mario Kart, so I've been revisiting the series as well. 
a bunch of the so, yeah. games. Um, and I bought a copy of, oh, it's right here. I don't know. Maybe we'll play this someday for the channel. Who knows? You have a copy of Final Fantasy 16. Well, yeah. The so, fuck? someone uh, traded in this. It's just the steelbook case. Ah, okay. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to have the steelbook case, I might as well go buy myself a copy of Final Fantasy 16. Because it was on sale for just 40 bucks. So I was like, oh, yeah. Hmm. So I have those. Um, I also found a copy of Mario vs. Donkey Kong 2, March of the Minis, or whatever it is. Oh, Ooh, shit. classic game. Classic. True classic. I haven't, I haven't played it yet. True classic. True, true, true classic. I used, I used to own that game, actually. I got That's it for a good 20 one. bucks, uh, but it did not have the manual, so I ordered the manual off uh, eBay, and that came in today. And I forgot nice. that I ordered the manual, and... Uh, I was just like, why the fuck did someone from Florida send me mail? And then you were like, Is this oh, spam? Wait. I was like, or did I forget that I ordered something off the internet and I ripped it open? And then I was like, oh, hey, look at this. I'm going to go put this in my... It's, it's like a it's a present from you to you. Yeah, so... Exactly. I mean, that happens. So, yeah, there was that. Um, yeah, so speaking of the DS episode, there's that. Um... Yeah. yeah, it was fun. Um, by the time this comes out, I will have played my trombone in front of people uh, during my holiday concert. And, Hell yeah. Uh, in two days' time, I will see Jeff Rosenstock. So I'll have nice. more things to talk about next time. Nice. Yeah. I think that's it. All right. So, yeah, that's uh, it. yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you've made it this far, we appreciate you guys, as always. But, you know, we'll see you next time. Roll the outro. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Gaming Stooges Talks podcast. If you enjoyed us, consider subscribing to our podcast RSS feed or follow us on YouTube.com slash Gaming Stooges and Twitch.tv slash Gaming Stooges for more gaming content. If you'd like to chat with us, join our Discord. The link can be found in the episode description. We also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Your continued support means a lot to us. Not already one? Please take a look at what we have to offer anyone who becomes a patron at patreon.com slash gamingstooges. See you next time!